Zach Benson, the latest Sabre prospect selected in the first round. We'll talk about what he is, how long it'll take for him to get here, and also some really saddening injury news for the Sabres to get to. Coming up on Locked on Sabres. Your Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming to you in the middle of the NHL draft. I'm recording during day two. We will not talk about the day two picks today. We will do that on tomorrow's show. So you everydayers come back then. We're going to talk about Zach Benson. Today, the latest Buffalo Sabre prospect, first round, 13th overall by the Buffalo Sabres. And this is as exciting a middle first round pick as I have ever seen, heard about, read about, watched. This has got me fired up for the Sabres. Zach Benson. So coming up on the show, what he is as a player, what makes him tick, what is the the, the skill set, what is got him drafted as high as he did, where many draft experts had him ranked, and then the timeline that it, I think it's going to take for him to get to the Buffalo Sabres. Later on in today's show, some bad injury news pertaining to Jack Quinn. If you missed that Achilles injury, we'll talk about the timeline what it means for the start of the season, maybe an impact to a Victor Olofsson trade uh, as well. So we got more uh, to talk about with Jack Quinn in the lineup coming up a little bit later on. At Sticky Joe Sports, to follow me on Twitter, at Locked On Sabres, follow the podcast account. And if you want to get a hold of us, Locked On Pod, uh, Sabres on Twitter, as well as the uh, YouTube channel is a good way to do it as well. So the Sabres take Zach Benson, 13th overall out of the Winnipeg Ice WHL uh, teammates with Matthew Savoy in Winnipeg and former teammate with Peyton Krebs. So he knows two guys on the team has played with two guys on the team. Uh, a guy that was very, very much thought was going to go in the top 10. There were some odds uh, before the draft that Benson would be a top 10 pick. He was minus 1000 to go in the top 10 and everywhere he was ranked inside the top 10, sometimes the top five and even into the top three. And I'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But this is a smaller player, five foot 10, 159 pounds. So he's got some growing to do, especially, you know, bulking up a little bit. Maybe he's got an inch or two more of growth coming, but uh, five foot 10 and 159 pounds is what he stands at at this moment. This is a playmaker. He is most known for his playmaking ability. There are many prospect writers that are all about this kid and his skill set, but the playmaking is probably number one. Mitchell Brown from Elite Prospects wrote on Twitter with a chart attached to it, Benson is the best non-McDavid playmaker that he has ever tracked. Second all-time in expected primary assists per 60 minutes, which basically measures passes for scoring chances. And he was number two that they had ever tracked, only trailing Connor McDavid. That was over 3,000-plus players that had been tracked using that measurement. Uh, Hadi Kalakash 
from Locked On NHL Prospects, who we might have on the show tomorrow. His write-up on Zach Benson. Benson edges out Will Smith comfortably in my top five for a very simple reason. He impacts every area of the game. Benson is the best playmaker in the draft. That's right. The best. It's not Bedard, not nor Fantilli, nor anyone else. The best two-way forward in the draft. And he has character and skill in spades. He's small and a above a below average skater, but he has a perfectly tailored has perfectly tailored his game to his size and speed. Incredibly smart and aware. Benson made every line he played on the top line, both at the club and international levels. He played most of the year on the wing in Winnipeg, but has all the makings of an elite first line center. I'd be ecstatic if the Habs went with him in the fifth overall pick. He was talking about Montreal in that write-up. And, of course, he doesn't go fifth overall. He goes all the way to the Sabres at 13. Hottie had Zach Benson ranked ranked as his number three overall prospect. Now, some other rankings that I saw for – actually, Elite Prospects does a very good job of compiling – all the different writers and where they have um, and sites where they have certain players ranked. So looking at Zach Benson for this, where does everybody have him ranked? Byron Bader from Hockey Prospecting had him ranked number five. He was number six at Consolidated Ranking, number five at Elite Prospects, number six by FC Hockey, number eight by Chris Peters, number six by Daily Faceoff, number eight by Hockey News, number nine by Bob McKenzie, number six by McKean's Hockey, number 14 by Craig Button, number six by NHL Central Scouting, seven by Sportsnet, nine by Shane Malloy, three by Recruit Scouting, five by Dauber Prospects, six by Draft Prospect Scouting, and five by Smot Hockey. The only site or writer that you can find that had Zach Benson outside the top 10 was Craig Button. And he had him ranked 14th, one pick behind where the Sabres took him. So everybody was on the same page that this was a steal. And that is what has me so excited about this pick. It's not even doing the homework on him beforehand, watching the highlights. Although the highlights, man, they jump off the page. There, by the way, you heard Hadi Kalakash call uh, Benson the best defensive forward in the entire draft. There was a two-and-a-half-minute video that's on my Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports that was circulating. It's two-and-a-half minutes of just Zach Benson stealing the puck from other players. He's a thief. He is such a good defensive player. But anyways, where was I? It's not even just the highlights. It's not the analytics. It, it's where this guy is ranked. It was the line of hockey prospects writers that were just lining up to tell Sabre fans, how they just got the steal of the draft. That was that noise was deafening on draft night. And I think it is it goes to show how well the Sabres did with this pick. Um, Kevin Adams seemed ecstatic. He said, uh, quote, that you don't often get players like this. Rare upside, Adams said, um, at the 13th overall pick. Rare offensive upside. Um Player comparisons, I saw a couple of Braden Point player comparisons. Now, the one guy that he reminds me of, and maybe, you know, I, I have not seen him compared to this player anywhere else, so maybe I got to do a little bit more homework. But watching him and reading about him 
the guy he reminds me of is Pavel Datsuk. He really reminds me of Pavel Datsuk. The size is similar, 5'11 for Datsuk, 5'10 for Benson. The, the, the creative playmaking that Benson has. I, one description of Benson was, he does, a lot of players have a plan A and then sometimes a plan B. Benson has a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, and a plan E. Who does that sound like? Sounds like Pavel Datsuk. Two and a half minute clip of him just taking the puck, stripping it from players. Who does that sound like? Pavel Datsuk. Elite playmaker. Who does that sound like? Pavel Datsuk. I, I don't know. To the two-way game. Pavel Datsuk. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong comparison, but it sounds and looks like a player to me that we saw once upon a time play uh, for Detroit. But Braden Point is the player that you more often see uh, compared to uh, to. Uh, Zach Benson time out here. When we come back, how close is Benson to being in the NHL? What's next for him? That's coming up here on the lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting major league baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amounts in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks. You'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200. You can spend betting everything from NHL futures to, you know, bills over under, uh, from the money line in baseball to the over under, uh, MMA, of course, to who you think is going to get the first home run. All on the app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid Instantly, there's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. For you everydayers, make sure to come back for our next episode where we'll break down what the Sabres did on day two of the NHL draft. Um, And maybe more on Jack Quinn because that's a big story going on with the Sabres right now. We'll talk more about that in the third segment of today's show. What does it mean? He has an Achilles injury, and what does it mean to the opening night lineup? But to round out our conversation on Zach Benson, we talked about the level of player he is, where prospect people liked him for, what type of player. Um, the numbers. Let's give the numbers before I get to how close he is to being NHL ready. Uh, so with the Winnipeg Ice, last year in his D-1 season, so that's his year before being drafted uh, season, 60 games played, 36 goals, 62 assists for 98 points, and then added 17 points in the playoffs. The year before, 63 points in 58 games and 23 points in 15 playoff games. Over a point a game in back-to-back years. In fact, if you go back to the start of his WHL career, and this would have been um, this would have been as a 16-year-old, Zach Benson had 20 points in 24 games. That's an age where guys typically will, you know, get their feet wet in juniors, but they really won't be big contributors. They're just kind of, you know, getting used to the game. And Benson was almost a point-a-game player for Winnipeg. He is, honestly, I think even more than Matthew Savoy, the engine that drove the Winnipeg Ice and their top line. I think 
it is not crazy to say that right now he shoots to the top of the list as their number one prospect. I'm trying not to have recency bias on that, but I've checked with a couple prospect guys. Hey, do I have recency bias on this? And they're like, no. It's not crazy at all to rank him above Matthew Savoy and Yuri Kulik as the number one prospect in the Sabres organization. So, what does that mean to when he'll arrive? I also saw some people say, well, maybe he's as NHL ready as Savoy is right now. Maybe he is, you know, close. I don't think there's any scenario in which he'll play for the Sabres this year. So, not NHL ready right now. And I think the, the size and the weight is the big reason for that. 159 pounds. He's got to put on more muscle. Maybe he's got another inch of growing to do. But I do not think this is the type of prospect it's going to take three years to develop. I think this is a one and done for Benson back in juniors. That's it. You know, even Savoy right now, we're debating whether he'll go back to juniors or go to the Sabres. Benson, I think it won't even be a discussion. I think he's going to go back to the WHL. And it won't be to Winnipeg. That team is actually moving. Uh, they're relocating to Washington State, uh, about two hours uh, east of Seattle, a small town there. I think he'll go back to juniors. He will be the best player, one of the best players, if not the best player in the WHL. And then he will arrive on the Sabre Shores for the 2024-25 season with a slim chance he shows up at the end of this year. Probably more likely for Rochester, though. But I think this is a one-year development, and then he is a Buffalo Sabre. I, I would be surprised, given all we've heard and read about him, if that is not the case. So I think one year of development, and then he is a Buffalo Sabre. What I'd like to see happen is Matthew Savoy get in for his rookie year this year so that it's not two rookies coming in together. Three rookies maybe even coming in together because all these guys are starting to arrive. Yuri Kulik is getting close. Savoy is getting close. And I think that Benson's going to be right behind them. And that's not even to mention Noah Oslin or Isaac Roseanne, who are first-round picks that are developing down there as well. Time out here when we come back. Big news for the Sabres. Jack Quinn out four to six months with an Achilles injury. What does that mean for the opening night lineup? We'll get into that when we come back here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Welcome back. Lockdown Sabres. Uh, be sure to check out all of our great draft coverage across the Lockdown NHL Network, Lockdown NHL Podcast, Lockdown NHL Prospects, um, and of course, keep it locked here on Lockdown Sabres for all your draft needs. A story that was released during the draft we found out about during the draft that is not a positive story, and really, it sucks. Jack Quinn had suffered an Achilles injury. This is according to Elliot Friedman. Elliot Friedman reports that during training this week, Jack Quinn had an Achilles injury, had successful surgery on Wednesday night to repair that Achilles tendon, and that the talented forward is expected to make a full recovery. The timeline tends to be four to six months, but he will miss at least the start of next season. Four months from the end of June, you know, we're talking about the end of October as a, a favorable outcome, and potentially he's out till the new year. So that sucks. I had told you a couple of times on this show that I thought the guy that was most likely to take that Dylan Cousins level jump from pretty good prospect to this guy is a main staying force on the top of the lineup. I thought Jack Quinn was the most likely candidate for that, even above JJ Paterka. I thought Quinn was in line for a 60 plus point season, maybe even 70. Uh, I think he was ready for a breakout campaign and that can still happen. 
but this is a big setback for that. Now he doesn't get a normal off season. He doesn't get a training camp. He doesn't get a ramp up to the year. Um, he'll come back and he'll have not had any of that. And maybe he still will still be dealing with the injury. Who's to say he'll be a hundred percent when he comes back. Who's to say he won't be dealing with his injury for the rest of his career. This could be a big setback for players. Now hockey is unlike football with this injury football. This injury can be a death sentence. You know, running backs especially. It's a there's a thing in the NHL. If you get an Achilles injury, it is a death sentence for you in the NFL. Hockey, that's not so much the case. Hockey, you can come back from it and still have a, a solid career and be the player um, that you were before. So that's the hope with Jack Quinn. But man, what a tough blow. What a tough blow. I really thought he was going to be one of the big internal candidates to drive the Sabres next step forward. You know, if you told me they go from playoff bubble team to top three team in the division, I would have told you Jack Quinn was the biggest, the, the reason for their improvement. One of the biggest reasons for their improvement would be Jack Quinn, along with Devin Levi and probably Owen Power. Those would be the three guys at the three different position groups and probably, you know, whoever they would trade for defensively. What does it mean for the rest of the lineup for opening night? Now, Quinn, I mean, you, a lot of people pencil in Cousins, Quinn, Paterka. They played together all season last year. No one wants to split that up. Well, now they got to f- figure out who's going to play with Dylan Cousins and J.J. Paterka and a couple of different candidates for that. My immediate thought is Casey Middlestat will now play in the top six to start the year. And you keep Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner together, and you throw Middlestat on the wing. He's versatile, can play center and wing. You throw Middlestat on the wing with Dylan Cousins and J.J. Paterka. That, to me, is the most likely outcome for the top six. We'll see if they have another idea. If that is the case, or even if they want to go with someone else, one silver lining, I guess, from Quinn being injured. This is a big opportunity for Peyton Krebs. And I think he's a guy that the, that needs to step up for the Sabres here. They're going to lose production from Jack Quinn. Middlestad already gives them production in the top nine. The guy that I think needs to jump up into the top nine and needs to replace the, the production they're going to lose from Jack Quinn is Peyton Krebs. Krebs, I don't think you can start him now with Zemgus Gergensen and Kyle Poso. I think you got to have him in the top nine. Maybe... You want him with Cousins and Paterka. I don't think that makes sense. I think Krebs makes more sense playing center. He struggles on the wing a lot, and Cousins and Thompson are your top two centermen. So I think what's best is to bump Krebs up to third-line center, put Middlestat on the top six with as a winger, and you bump Krebs up, and you bump him up on the power play, and you ask him, hey, you played defensively for us last year. We needed you to be the responsible defensive guy, and you did it. Can you now give us some offense, throw him on the third line, and maybe Jordan Greenway is a natural partner for him. By the way, I would just put Tyson Jost in as the fourth-line center now. Sign Tyson Jost back, make him the fourth-line center between Kyle Poso and Zemgis Gierges. To me, that's an easy one. Krebs, Greenway, and Matthew Savoy would be the guy that I would go in with, you know, Krebs and Greenway, they've played in the league. They're both defensively responsible. They can put the puck in the back of the net. They're the perf- they might be the perfect line mates for a, a young kid to come in, get his feet wet, and try to figure out the game who is creative offensively and could give them some scoring punch um, and allow him to make some mistakes. It'll be easier for Safoy to go out there and make mistakes if he's got 
two good defensive res- responsible players like Krebs and Greenway on his line. And Krebs and Greenway are also players that can put the puck in the back of the net and help him create. I think Krebs is a great playmaker and Savoy is a great finisher. So that's a good pairing. I like that line. Krebs, Savoy, and Greenway as an idea. Again, this is the trickle down now, though, of Jack Quinn not being in the lineup. Um, One other thought you could have with Quinn missing. Maybe they revisit the idea of trading Victor Olofsson. I would still trade Victor Olofsson personally. I think he's not a part of the future. You know, you're going to miss you're going to miss Quinn for two months. I, I There's an argument to be made, and I think it's a good one, that why don't you just let Olofsson start the season in Quinn's spot? Uh, or maybe he's further down the lineup and it, it, he just helps you with that scoring because Quinn is a shooter, a good shooter. Let Olison help them out goal-scoring-wise start of the year and trade him once Quinn gets back. And I think that's a good argument. I would still trade him, though. I personally would still trade him, open up a spot for Savoy or Kulik uh, to fight it out between them uh, to be a rookie on this team at the start of the year. That's the way, that's the direction in which I would go. But I don't know which way the Sabres will go. It sounded to me like Kevin Adams wanted to deal Victor Olofsson away. Now, I I don't know. I I would wonder if he is now open. Maybe we'll hear more from him after the draft entirely. In fact, I would expect that we'll hear uh, Kevin Adams after the draft get asked that question. Would you now be more likely to keep Victor Olofsson for at least a couple of months because you're not going to have Jack Quinn? At least they have that option, right? At least they have him under contract and they have that option to them uh, if they want to do it. But big blow. For the Sabres. Sucks. I re- I really thought Jack Quinn was like the breakout candidate for the Sabres this year. And I, you know, still is. Um, more pressure on J.J. Paterka to do that. They, they got to have some guys take steps forward. I like Krebs for that. But I think Paterka now becomes the guy for start of the year. Hey, can you go from, hey, nice, you gave us a little bit as a rookie, to can you be consistent? a consistent force for this team. Uh, Quinn, they got to wait. So Paterka, I think there's more pressure on him to become that. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. If you got takes on what the Sabres should do now, that Quinn's going to miss the start of the year, uh, whether what they should do with Olsen, who they should kind of fill in to Quinn's spot, who should play with cousins and Paterka. That's a question we'll be talking about. I'm sure throughout the entirety of the off season next up for you, everydayers. We'll talk more about that. And the, uh, the, day two of the NHL draft for the Sabres and maybe some Kevin Adams comments uh, if we uh, do the episode after he speaks to the media. Thanks everybody for listening. Jody Biasi in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.